Pardon me just a moment. I colonize every table that's in front of me. Let's start with a brief prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I'll go as briskly as I can and still be intelligible. I want to tell you a few things about the Old Testament and uh, playing with the Old Testament. And the first comment is that the Old Testament is huge. Why, why is it important for prayer? Because, um, after all, Basil Pennington and some Lexio Divina experts say that, of course, the preferred part of the Bible to do Lexio Divina, and I will explain that in just a moment, the preferred part of the Bible for praying is the Gospels. So why the Old Testament? A little more? A little louder? Why the Old Testament? Why should we pray the Old Testament as well as the Gospels? The message in the Old Testament is that God loves you. The Old Testament has a bad reputation, I think, among people for being all wars and, and slaughter and that kind of thing. But, and that can be explained after the talk, I can explain to anyone why, why that seems to be the case. But the Old Testament's overwhelming message is that you are loved, that God loves you. I will be showing you some parts of that. And there, in the Old Testament, there is a dialogue between God and then the astonished beloved believer, a dialogue. And the actual dialogue is begun by God. Father Alabidi, later in the day, will be telling you about praying with the Psalms. The Psalms, most of the Psalms, are spoken by the, the writer of the Psalms or the speaker. Some aren't, but most of them are. And I think that that's the second part of the dialogue, because God initiates the dialogue. Let me just remind you from morning prayer that we just read. The psalm at the beginning speaks to... Pardon me, I have the wrong page. The, psalm, the psalmist speaks to God and says, It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to make music to your name, O Most High. You, Lord, are eternally on high. See how your enemies perish. To me you give the wild ox's strength. So the, the psalmist is speaking to God. Listen to the second reading. I will take you away from, from among the nations. I will gather you from all the foreign lands. I will sprinkle clean water upon you. I will give you a new heart. So you see that the psalmist, uh, the psalmist begins, but then God explains where he comes in. I want to tell you just a moment about the type of prayer called Lexio Divina. Um, it really is very easy to explain. It's a type of prayer where you look usually in the Bible and you find some, you look at different passages, maybe you know what they are ahead of time. You may take them from the divine office. You may go straight to the scripture. And you look at them and you, it's as if you start wide and then focus in, like a camera. You focus in and focus in until you find something that the Lexio Divina prayers call a word, that God is giving you a word. 
And this word, this word is always that God loves you. In some way or other, he loves you. Let me give you some of the messages that he might give you that he loves you. You are precious in his eyes. He honors you. He blots out our sins. He's saying this, of course, um, in first person to you. He has chosen you. He has called you to be his own. Maybe I should make this in the first person. When your soul is sick, I will heal you. I promise to bring health to your soul. When you wait, it will seem that I will never come. When your strength is failing, I promise you my strength. I promise you new things that eye has not heard, eye has not seen, and ear has not heard. I pity your weakness. I lead you to the waters of life. I challenge you, where was your heart? Why did you not trust me? I was coming. I will lead you in your life's journey. I will help you escape your sin. I will go before you with my column of fire and column of cloud at night with my column of fire. I will make you my instrument to bring my word to many peoples. This is the Old Testament, as he says to St. Paul later. I promise you, you are my joy and my crown. These are Old Testament declarations of love. They are like a mirror image of things spoken in the Gospel and in the epistles of St. Paul. And they also, of course, alternate in this beautiful dialogue with the Psalms, which Father Alabadi will tell you about later on. I want now to give you some direct messages from the Old Testament so that you can hear the Lord's Word. You can know the sort of thing that perhaps in the Bible you, you find this, and then the Word should leap out at you. Be patient. As, as the prophet Habakkuk says, it will come. Be patient, I promise. Just wait for it, and this word of the Lord will come. In a moment, I'll have a little gift for you. I can find the gift. <laughs> But first, I want to uh, make use of your gift, as you might say. I have a little passage of scripture for everyone, as Alexio Divina, so that you can see how it works. You are precious in my eyes, and honored, and I love you. You are a people holy to me. I have chosen you to be my own. You shall be a crown of beauty in my hand, a royal diadem. You shall be called, my delight is in her. Because he loved your fathers and chose their descendants after them. Know this, therefore, this day, and lay it to your heart. Your life shall be like a watered garden. You will languish no more. It is I, the God of Israel, who call you by your name. You will say, I am the Lord's. I am he that comforts you. Who are you that you are afraid? Have you forgotten the Lord, your maker? Sing for joy, O heavens, for the Lord has comforted his people and will have compassion on the afflicted. 
My salvation will be forever. My deliverance of you will never be ended. The ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. Awake as in the days of old. My deliverance draws near speedily. My salvation has gone forth. Joy and gladness will be found in Zion. Thanksgiving in the voice of song. The Lord will comfort Zion. He will make her wilderness like Eden, her desert like the garden of the Lord. Is my hand shortened that it cannot redeem, or have I no power to deliver? Who among you fears the Lord, who walks in darkness and has no light, yet trusts in the name of the Lord? The Lord God helps me, therefore I have not been confounded. All flesh shall know that I am the Lord your Savior, your Redeemer, the Mighty One of Jacob. Know that I am the Lord. Those who wait for me shall not be put to shame. And I have one that says, that says, You are my joy and my crown, the diadem that I put on my head. This may seem a little bit disjointed, but I wanted to give you a, an idea of the range. I have, I have about 70 of these. I'm going to give you, in just a moment, this may not take 20 minutes, but I'm going to, I'm going to give each one, each one of you, I hope that there are enough, one of these many, um, many, many things. The, the things in the Old Testament Students sometimes they do this. They'll they'll take one thing that you do, and it will become you know they'll remember that one thing, and they'll forget the seventy you know positive things that you said, and that's how the Old Testament is. I think people people remember things that may be uh, shocking to our to our modern sensibilities. Uh, by the way, um, those things I can say in just a moment. Those things that seem horrific in the Old Testament. That's simply the way they wrote to show the Lord's um, glory over enemies. And they got a little bit, um, you know, specific at times. But, but the whole purpose of the Old Testament is to glorify God. And I think that the, these things I've been reading to you tremendously outnumber all the things that might, because the message of the Old Testament is that I love you. Um, it, it is the other part of the dialogue after he says, I love you, you will respond in what I like to call bewildered joy. He loves me. And then finally, Sister Mary, Sister Mary Madeline, actually she's not finally, she's in the middle, I think, talk. But she will explain how all these things that I have read are culminated and fulfilled in the Gospels and the New Testament. And um, the fourth chapter of Dei Verbum, which is um, an apostolic constitution of, of Revel about Revelation in, uh, from Vatican II, it says that the Old Testament prepares for the New Testament, which fulfills it. Maybe I should let you look at your presence. 
And if, if I could have a couple of helpers to come and give the presents out. And then, when you get your, when you get your um, scripture passage, just look at it for a moment. Um, this is a talk. I don't want a little silence to be unusual. But just look at your passage for a moment and then see if a word comes out. Because after all, this is about praying the Old Testament. And praying the Old Testament is to take a portion of it and to pray it. This is how a teacher gives things out. (laughs) Brad, I have another one. And the Holy Spirit will determine which one you get. By the way, if we could make sure that those who are making promises today, they have pride of place, make sure that they get one, and then after that, the rest of you will come in their glorious train. When you get it, I will let the Lord speak. I won't say anything else. As Job says, I will shut my mouth. 